We open on a swamp. The light from the waning moon barely penetrates the thick tree canopy overhead. The sound of chanting can be heard through the croaking of toads. We see a shack fashioned from leaves, sticks, and mud. As we move into the shack, we see three gaunt green female figures seated on the mud floor. One of the hags, her distended belly juxtaposed against her sickly figure, has her feet flat on the ground and her knees up. As the chanting continues, she lets out a loud scream. The chanting stops. The mother lifts the child for the other two hags to view. We see an infant boy, his eyes are closed, and he lets out a tiny cry. It sounds melodic, almost beautiful. The other two hags gasp and flinch. Their thin voices seem to cut the air. What is this? A boy? Ah, that's terrible sound. Get rid of it. Yes, feed it through the gators. The mother looks at the boy. There's a cold ambivalence in her face. Then her expression suddenly changes to a slightly sinister smile. No, I think I have another plan for this one. The infant's eyes open, revealing one pale blue left eye and a bright sickly green right eye. His melodic cries continue into the swamp's night air, accompanied by the terrifying raspy cackles of the hags. It travels up past the tree canopy and into the starry sky. A servant's hand pounds on a large, ornately carved wooden door. The door opens. We see a tall man, his hair and eyes dark, his skin pale and covered with signs of seemingly intentional scarification. He speaks slowly and deliberately. Yes. What is it? I am quite busy. Uh, Excuse me, Lord Lee. I do not mean to intrude, but it's Ash, your son. In the distance, we hear a woman frantically screaming. Lord Lee rushes past the servant and down the massive marble floor hallway. He opens another large door. Inside the room, we see Lady Lee screaming and pointing at the crib. That's not him! That... That's Ash! That's not my son! That's not my son! Where's my son?! Through the mother's screams, we hear the same melodic crying as before, and then we see the child's face in the crib. He has one pale blue left eye, and one that is a sickly green on the right. We slowly fall into the green eye on the right, now surrounded by a black void. All we hear is the beautiful melodic singing of the infant, and the mad screams of Lady Lee. slowly rising and everyone's moving around and and getting ready for the day. Um, We open with, let's see, Dick, what are you doing? Oh, tell me everything we happened was just a dream, that everybody's okay and I didn't just die twice yesterday. Nope, looks like that's exactly what happened. One of the roustabouts says, no, I, th- I think you did die, like, twice. Well, I mean, you're not dead, dead, right? 
I mean, I feel like it. You'd think sleep a little bit better, knocked unconscious multiple times. But you know, I've been <sighs> kicked in the head by a mule once or twice, and I tell you what, man, that that's not good sleep. That's real bad. And I walk over to check on my cat statue friend. Okay. As you walk over, you see that the the professor and, and Cubby are standing there. Uh, switch to Ash. You wake up in your caravan. All right. Ash uh, rises up. Moondust kind of does its like little pawing thing as Ash sits up and like moves over into where Ash was laying. And uh, Ash gets up and kind of looks out the window on the back to see if there's anything uh, happening with um, Sorbo yet. If uh, he's changed back, if he's no longer petrified, if there's anything. And I'm assuming he's still a statue. Oh, still a stone. Just kind of, Ash kind of sighs. Starts getting dressed, but this time it's in less like dramatic flair, and it's more just like in what would be like street clothes, you know. So it's strangely, without all the makeup and everything, uh, Ash looks a little bit more masculine, if not like a gaunt version. You know what I mean? Like thin and still like slightly androgynous features, but a little bit less feminine than yesterday. And starts getting ready to walk out of the caravan. I don't know how long this goes on for, so Ash walks out of, <laughs> out of their wagon and starts coming across the, the bridge. Also kind of looking around for uh, her friend, Valiant. Valiant her, their friend. has wandered off and is seemingly uh, disappeared within the crowd and will be played tonight by uh, Brian. Actually, <laughs> fantastic! That worked out well. Valiant is currently eating breakfast by the fire. Okay. Did I say Brian or Valiant? You, you said Brian. Uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> so as Ash starts to walk towards um, the fire, kind of stops, check in with Dick and everybody. It's like, is there? Have you seen any change in Sorbo? at all over the night, anyone? No, I've just... done a couple laps around. I've seen no difference, and the professor here says he's seen nothing as well. He's He's been pretty much like this all night. Um, I mean, he's just going to have to come out of it, or he won't. That's that's really how it's going to work out. Yeah, I mean, he, there's there hasn't been anything around. I haven't smelled anything weird. There were a couple birds, and I didn't like them. Um, There was a pigeon. He was very rude. Um, but no, there, there hasn't been anything. And Rizzo is also there with his friend. Uh, what does Rizzo do? Rizzo uh, will come up and introduce himself to the group. Uh, my name is Rizzo Wydon. I am here looking for my friend... Sorbo Barberry. Uh, I owe a favor to his deceased mother. I said I would look after him. Has anybody seen him recently? 
how do you feel about statues? What, what, what's your take on art, per se? Oh, I am a master craftsman. I appreciate many good works of stone and wood and clay. <laughs> well, um, go ahead and uh, what, wh- why don't you give me an appraisal of, of this uh, fine stone statue oh, here? okay. Uh, well, looking at this, the the detail is immaculate. Uh, I've really never seen anybody actually be able to carve whiskers or eyelashes into stone. They, they are very say. delicate. When you try and carve something so fine, it it breaks them. You do get that this is Sorbo, right? Oh no. Oh, this this is oh, your friend. Oh no, Sorbo! Oh no, I have failed your mother. He was unfortunately turned into a, a statue by a cockatrice last night. By a cockatrice, you say? So this may not that is correct. this may not be permanent. There may be something we can do. Yes. Stick around here to try and help you. As as we try and help him. Of course, any any help you could uh, grant us would be greatly appreciated. Well, I, and and your name was Rizzo. Rizzo, Rizzo Wydon. Rizzo Wydon. Well, yes. thank you. Mr. I come from Wydon. the I come from the far east. I I met his mother as a trader, as I would trade with their village, on many of my travels. Oh, I thought you meant like his mother was a traitor. No, 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 no. Oh, that's an unfortunate backstory. His mother was a great Detail woman. Detail we did not know before. Among the tribe. <laughs> I, uh, I am a world traveler, oh. but I am also an explosive expert. Maybe I can work alongside you oh. guys here until we can get Sorbo uh, a little less stone. Yeah, he does need to sober up some, huh? I mean, I would not (laughs) recommend using your explosives to fix his current situation, but yes, I mean... No, 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 no. That sounds like an exceptionally useful set of skills. Hmm. Well, Rizzo, any help you could... um, Yes, any help would be greatly appreciated. Um, Upon hearing the conversation of this group... Uh, Valiant spills his breakfast rushing over at the sound of Ash's <laughs> voice. <laughs> oh, 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 Milady, I, I did not abandon my post all evening. I was here. I was, I was guarding Sorbo like you had asked. <laughs> and Ash turns around and says, well, thank you very much. And I've greatly appreciated. Uh, you, so no one messed with him through the night? No, not at all, my lady. There was no change with him, and nobody came anywhere near him. He actually kept me very warm as he is... Um, uh, continued to produce heat, even as a stone. <coughs> but I did as exactly as <coughs> my lady asked. <coughs> 
Thank you, thank you very much, Valiant. You're a valiant uh, champion, as the case may be. <laughs> Alright, here's the deal. You've stepped in at a little bit of a difficult time, Rizzo. I apologize if we seem a bit scattered. It's been a kind of a rough 24 hours, I'd say, here. We have a dead boss... Dead snakes, dead rats, dead lizards, um, uh, psychotic bears, and a stoned cat. So we're rats? still processing a lot of things here. I don't... Dead rats, yes, dead rats, and even a, 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 a. So we've even got the clothing to prove it. Oh, put that away. I do not want to see that. <laughs> oh, it's a thing of beauty. I believe our uh, young Yasoki friend here is uh, averse to the rat pellet you have. I'll have to remember that for future. Well, I mean, fortunately, we did not kill the rats to get this. This was actually worn by a halfling druid, who you would think a druid would not, you know, wear around some animal's fur. But, you know, what do I know? But apparently just the fact that our circus has been here has drawn the ire of him. And he's sought out revenge on our boss and essentially the entire company here. Thankfully he's fallen. It's just a matter of putting the pieces back together and figuring out we're gonna, what we're going to do from here. Who's the next leader? Where's the next step? Do we fall him? Is there more people involved in this or was this just a lone act? Well, on that note, you, you make up a, a good point. Last night, after you guys, you know, retired, and some this morning, I had Cubby and the rest of the uh, the the sideshow of Everyday Marvels go out and kind of uh, do a foyer around the town. I do have some information for you in that regard. Um, Please. And as he's speaking, as the professor is speaking, um... You see this gentleman looking around and looking almost very lost and almost as if he's searching for something. And then he, he picks his head up as he's he's going through the caravans and, and asking people here and there. And, and he, he picks his head up and he goes, oh, and he has look of recognition and he, and he walks up. Can we help you, sir? The, uh, the mayor takes off his hat and holds it before him with both hands. Thank you so much for agreeing to see me, actually. Um, my name is Jay Aber, and I'm the mayor of this town. I saw your show last night, and it was spectacular. But then this morning, I learned that you and your people were attacked by someone from Aberton? Or, or perhaps the Hermitage of Blessed Lightning? Our little town has been terrorized for weeks, since long before you showed up. I'm I'm so sorry that you caught up that you got caught up in this. I can't I can't see how anyone from our town would be involved in such villainy. Um, but I can't believe anyone at the Hermitage would do so either. The hermits are kind, humble, and pious folk devoted to, to Gozra. Their master is a man named Harlock Hamdil. He's a fine person, loves animals and nature and such. Honestly, it's impossible to imagine him 
countenancing anything like what happened last night. But that doesn't mean the town and the hermitage always agree. Aberton has had some challenges lately. There's been little rain, and the fields are dry, the heat has withered plants, and then we got a cold snap that froze what survived. The wind has pulled what's left of the topsoil into dust storms. Many of our wells have dried up, and the streams, I, I've never seen them so low. Some have vanished completely. Now it's nature, and it goes in cycles, I know. Many of us figure we just need to be patient. The rains will come back, but some of the hermits have blamed us. For what? I don't know. It's like they think we've done something wrong, but we're just farmers. Over the last month, things have gotten really bad. Hamema got attacked by a wild boar in the street. Aberton's miller, Sierra Hofton, and her family have gone missing. No one would blame them if they left town, but maybe they were driven off. Normally I'd go to the sheriff with this. She's always kept us safe. But no one's seen her either, and I... I, I heard how you protected innocent people here last night, and I thought maybe... Maybe you could do for us what you did for them. If you could, I'd gladly speak to Harlock about the woman who attacked you last night. Perhaps even get an admission to the Hermitage so you can talk to him and see for yourself they're harmless. Trust me when I say as uh, people of the carnival, I know what it's like to have people rise against you and have expectations of deceit towards you just because of what you do. And I see that that's no different from farmers there, so... I have no problem looking into it. The uh, the boar attack sounds possibly similar to what we had with one of our uh, our friendly bears here that was, uh, you know, not in its right mind for an amount of time. And I don't know. Hopefully, it's not a bigger issue than that. Yeah, the the Hesper and uh, Hesper and Matthias, the unjoined twins, they 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 heard the same thing about the boar, and they, and they actually spoke with Hamema. And what? Where was this boar attack? Who? Where? What did this boar attack take place? Uh, Middle of the town, wasn't it? Hesper, Matthias, uh, wh- where was that? And uh, Hesper and Matthias come over. And uh, oh, her mama? Yeah, she was attacked by a boar. Oh, it was right in the middle of the street. Yes, it was right near the orchard. Yes. Spotted that him. was what uh, I was wondering. Thank you very east much. East side of town. Orchard. Oh, and it's not alone. It's not alone. <laughs> Apparently, there's a whole brood uh, of small boars that at the, just at the orchard. Nasty right. and ill-tempered as their mother. And they're hanging out yes, at the orchard. At the orchard. That's, that is what they said. Yes, that's peculiar. At that, uh, Ash is holding up the map and kind of pointing to the map, <laughs> like Hofton's <laughs> Mills Orchard. Yeah. And you said the sheriff is missing also? Am I correct? Yes, the sheriff has been missing for some time now. I, I'm not sure where she's gone. I, I wouldn't expect her to just up and leave us and abandon us. She was far too loyal and dedicated. And you said that this uh, the boars are still at the orchard, correct? To our knowledge, the last they they were there. Yes, we've we've really just been avoiding that entire orchard. Um, it's it's kind of community property. It is a community garden at this point because the uh, 
the the man that owned it passed away and had no one to leave it to so the the town made it a, a community resource right like a community garden i've got you of course haha what did they grow there is there any delicious fruit i did just spill my breakfast there are some some apples and pears, but they they have been scant as of late. Um, the rains have not been kind. I'll to eat us. apples one at a time or in pairs. It doesn't matter. I don't pursue. <laughs> I don't mean to speak for Ash or my friends here, but I'd be the happy wind to blows. look into it. The, the wind blows, Sorbo statue falls over and just shatters. <laughs> no! Ash starts trying to put the pieces back together. No! <laughs> oh no, man, this will man. take a lot of glue. <laughs> Better, well, we, right. can, we can render the fat from the pigs to make glue, right? Could we do that? Like, will that work? No? I thought that was soap. Uh, hooves? I mean, uh, we can use our hooves, that's right? That's just lard. Hooves, yes. Right? Hooves I mean, could make glue, I think. Yeah. Hmm. No, y- yes, of course, I would be glad to assist in this. Um, we would like it if we could uh, get some supplies in town also. There are some, uh, some things that I feel like we probably would need... I went through some items last night that uh, I would like to get uh, replacements for. Like, for example, is there any shops in town where I could purchase, for example, alchemist fire or uh, acid flasks, for example? Uh, we do. We do have an apothecary here, and an alchemist works there. Yes, they um, they would have miscellaneous sundries that you would require in that regard. I'm sure. He directs you to uh, a, a building on the map. Okay. So you guys yeah. know where it's at. Well, Rizzo. All right, sir. I think we'll uh, we'll do some shopping and then uh, head on over to the orchard. Uh. Did, yeah. Did we did we gain any certain number of hit points by sleeping? It seems like Ash and possibly the. Uh, Constitution. Okay, well, it just seemed like Ash and the cleric could use probably a little more than what they they had previously had. Yeah, I actually propose we plant that holly bush right here beside Sorbo. I know we can use it as cover in battle, but that seems like a whole thing and probably not that useful, whereas we could just plant the berries and eat them right now. No, I mean, yeah. Or get some healing. Don't even remember what that was. I mean, what it... It's... Oh, I need two character sheets going. Hold on. I just don't know if we want to use up a spell already. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I was just. Wait a minute. Hold on. Did, Let me take that you, back. Did you heal yourself based off of we, sleeping? Is what my question is. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't work out well. I did, and I'm still down that. I was down to like four hit points. Yeah, I know it doesn't look good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it doesn't do anything good for me. I mean, do we want to waste a heal spell this early, or do we want to try to, you know? Well, I, I mean, I guess we could top off and. I mean, 
I'm down nine hit points is what it is. No, that's fine. Well, between... I mean, the cleric's not doing too bad. He's down ten, it looks like. Yeah. He's down ten. No. I'm basically down halfway is what I am. I'm at half my hit points I could have, which makes me uncomfortable. Being down one hit point makes me uncomfortable. Right. We get it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm squishy. I only got 22 hit points, and I got 13 total. You'll live forever. Uh. Um, Rizzo can reach into his bag and pull out uh, Lesser Elixir of Life and give one to Ash and one to our cleric friend. These are uh, my specialty. So please drink these to rejuvenate the body. Oh, okay. And what do they do? How much do they heal? Uh, I believe I'll drink I it. I believe unless it's acid. No, it's, then I, I believe it's it's just your it's your normal uh minor elixir of life which is 1d8. Uh, well, where is it at? There it is. It right? is Isn't it, or 1d6. 1d6. Alright, I'll drink it. Three. And you get a bonus against diseases for ten minutes. Diseases and poisons. No. That probably would have been more useful later. That was the thing I gave uh, Dick yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, I still want to plant the bush. Anybody have any objections to me using the bush now? If, if oh, you want to put the bush it. next to the puss, I kind of want to go right ahead. Plant. Yeah, that's exactly that's what, what I, I want to do. Right, well, basically where the beagle yeah. is. Here, that Dick is will get out of the way. Puss and bush. No, nah, I want to. <laughs> well, here's a question: Which way is Sorbo facing? Because I want it to be the first thing he sees is this nice bush when he wakes up. There you go. I'll move Cubby. You can okay. plant a bush there. Alright, so 2d4. 2d4 berries. Boop, boop. Four. Average. Which would still not top me off. Or any of us. Um. Question. Answer. So nobody currently owns the bear... Right, that's sitting there because his master is dead. I did, I did check on him earlier, and um, he's definitely, he's definitely hurt. Okay, he's still um, recovering from. God, Miss Mr. Aber. Oh yes, yes. Could when you, when you go up to to see the the druids at the Hermitage, could you ask one of them to come down and and help out our our friend Bardoff? Oh, yes, of course, of course. Yeah. All right, any objections to heading in town? Um, I would like to speak with the professor real quick um, on the cool. side. Real, just one moment. And Ash kind of 
wants to take the professor off to the side real quick. Okay. Yeah, narrative token move. Yeah. Go ahead. Um. So we are trying to find out exactly what happened with um, our former uh, leader. Um, I have this hat and this cape of his. They were worth a substantial amount of money. Do you think the rest of the circus would be offended if we used these to finance our investigation? The professor takes the hat and the cape and says, oh, The cape actually belonged to um, the great Fortunato. This, this was actually Fortunato's, and I, I think I think Myron was holding on to it just out of um, nostalgia. The same thing with the hat. It wasn't actually Myron's. It was, it was Fortunato's hat. Right. I think the only person that would, might be offended is, is either dead or a bear. And, I mean, Bardoff's not going to care if you know, these things are missing. Okay. Although, nah, go ahead. Although what? I don't know. You know, animals. I I had this dog one time, not Cubby, because Cubby's Cubby's different. He's he's a world traveled dog. You know, he's he's his own person. But I had this dog one time when I was a kid, and he'd go running off chasing squirrels, you know, all over hell, and I'd go with him. But what I would do is, uh, if we ever got too far separated. I'd leave, you know, my coat next to the road, you know, and I'd make my way home. And then the next day I'd go back, check on the coat. And he, that, I tell you what, that dog, he'd be sitting right there on that coat waiting for me. So, you know, Bardoff's a bear, but, you know, he still got feelings, I guess. That's a fair point. Okay. Here's the key, also, for um, his wagon. Not sure what else we should do with it, but um, here you go. In case something happens to us, obviously. Of course. Of course. Yeah, I'll, I'll safeguard it. Uh, and we're going to have to get a group together and try to figure out what we're going to do with Myron's things. Of course. And, and Myron himself. Of course, yes. Can't just leave him out. Um, we'll be back later. Um, when we return, if you will let us know um, what funeral preparations you've. Um, of course, yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't don't worry about it. Yeah, there's there's more to look into. I'll I'll take care of it. it okay. It'll be fine. Great, great. Thank you. And then Ash starts head back to the group. With the hat and the cape still. <laughs> well, Rizzo, Valiant, Dick, shall we proceed to town? Hoi, I can uh, try and acquire maybe some things to help soften up Sorbo. <laughs> He's not known for having a soft side. 
You must not know him the way I do. Apparently not. But I would like to. So, yes, tell me, tell me about Sorbo, then, uh, since you are one of his friends. What do you know of him? Well, These details that we, his uh, co-workers, do not. I, I'm assuming we're talking about this as we're walking. Is that cool? Yeah, you, you guys are, yeah, everybody's, you're all traveling in a party, walking towards town, and, and um, yeah, just one, say, this is like the shopping district over here somewhere. You've got your... Oh, cool. It's on the way to the mill, uh, orchard. Good. Yeah, it's like the middle of the town. I, uh... I don't so, know how much Rizzo. Sorbo would uh, like me to share, but I was very good friends with his mother, who... who was a uh, widow who uh, was unable to have children. She... She adopted, she adopted Sorbo and raised him. Yes, I don't believe he ever told us much about his past. He's very, um, well, I mean, his current state is not that much different than his previous one. It's a little bit less um, angsty, if you will, and stationary, yes. but... He does seem to be um, just as talkative as before. <laughs> I joke. I, I joke. Mean, there are fewer threats. <laughs> there are fewer threats coming from him, at least. Okay, so you guys get into town. And uh, I assume all of you made up a list and you guys are going to buy whatever crap you want. Um, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I think we got to figure out exactly what, um, we were selling. <clears throat> oh. Or okay. how much it's worth, at least. Um. I got you. I don't think we were as thorough as we should have been. <laughs> um. So, briefly. Let's see. What do you guys think about the hat and the cape? Should we keep it or sell it? I mean, I say sell everything, but that's yeah, just Yeah, I mean, are we planning on anybody actually trying to train or interact with the bear? Um, I mean, if maybe. we could use it as a pet, that'd be cool, but I hear our GM isn't a big fan of uh, pets. <laughs> actually, I'm incredibly fond of Bardoff, and <laughs> I, GM Fiat, saved his life. All right, so why don't we do this? Why don't we compromise? with this situation and sell one of the two items, not both. You know what I mean? Like, we can sell just the bearskin hat and keep the cape. Whichever one's the most expensive, sell it. Just in case. <laughs> is is uh, Bardov more well, attached to? <laughs> I mean, well, I, mean I think a difference is like One's made of bearskin, so, I mean, <laughs> I was like, maybe we should sell the bearskin hat. <laughs> yeah, it's a little jacked up how everybody in this society seems to wear whatever they're trying to control <laughs> the thing that they're with i know that's what i'm saying like that seems a little yeah 
<laughs> I mean, maybe it's like the, the skin of Bardoff's mom or something, and it's just a fear tactic. He's like, I'll skin you too. You know, we don't know. You should see what my hat's made out of. <laughs> Foreskin? Is that it? Alright. I'm giving the GM another GM point for that one. <laughs> yeah. Best, best All right. possible right there. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. So, yeah, so we'll sell the, the hat, not the cape, I guess. The uh, the cold cold pickaxe is worth a ton, if I remember correctly. Is it? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. the other side of that, though, is, like I said, and I don't know, um, is that it might come in handy. You know what I mean? Like, we might go up against a thing that cold iron will kill. Because there's, like, demons and shit. You know what I mean? Mm. And, like, they're usually, it's, like, I don't know. They'll have, like, resistance, whatever, but, like, it's bypassed by, like, cold iron or something. Yeah. So that might be a useful thing in that kind of situation. Um, but definitely the splint mail, because no one's going to use it. Definitely the hide armor, because no one's going to use it. Yeah, we don't have anybody um, small enough to use can we, halfling hide armor. Yeah. The, yeah, so... Let's make a list. Uh, so, hat. Seven gold pieces. Um, Thirty silver pieces. Sorry, Jeremy. Um, no worries. You guys do what you gotta do. I'm splint mail... Anybody know what Splint Mail's worth while I type these out into the chat? Um, the Glimmering Potency Rune, I think one of us was going to keep... Who wants to hold on to that to add to their, a weapon at some point? I would like to. Okay, so we'll keep that. So uh, Splint Mail is 13 gold. Okay, let me add that in. 13. How about Hide Armor? Hide armor is two gold pieces. Two gold. Two gold. All right. And then... Is it, was Rat Hood worth anything, Jeremiah? No. And then the staff is going to be fucking worthless also. Okay, so we, so assuming, we can't right? use the Rat Hood for its intended retail value? There's no real estate value in a Rat Hood? <laughs> <laughs> What are your common clothes? You know, it was what? a it was explorer clothes. It was a real estate that. joke. Oh, rat hood real estate. Yeah, we we I think we discussed gentrifying it, um, <laughs> like opening up an artist, um, a a, uh, a building like in the rat hood. There's gonna be a craft like, brewery in there. No, no, no. It was gonna be like an artist's like studio slash uh, apartments, right? And like you know above gotcha. it, and like on the first floor was gonna be like a coffee shop. And slash gallery where they can like you know do art, op art openings and shit like once a week or whatever. Sure, sure. Yeah, for the artists that live in the you know. <laughs> right, but only the artists that live there. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> so they got a little artist commune in the middle of town in the Rat Hood, and then it'll bring in um, you know, a wealthier 
group of people to live there. It's really terrible, actually. Push all the, you know, rats out. Imagine Rizzo's not impressed. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're talking 20 to... Um, we also have a dead cockatrice body and two dead snakes. I'm unaware if those can be... Oh, we ate things. the snakes. Oh, that's right. We snakes, ate the snakes were consumed. Yeah, yeah, we ate the snakes. So, right, 22... So, 20... Yeah, 22 gold pieces and... Um, 30 silver pieces. We also have the map. Are we keeping the map? I kind of think we should keep the map. Well, easy, okay. I don't know. I mean, we can, can we pick up a uh, can we sell this map and pick up a different map, Jerry? <laughs> Maybe a less detailed <laughs> one, like one from like at the gas station. How much is the map worth? <laughs> uh, six. Yeah, six gold pieces. You you could buy another map for like seven gold pieces. <laughs> but this one's worth six. Right. But it's a really detailed map. <laughs> so you're saying we can right. get a more expensive that, map for six. What I'm pieces. saying is they don't they don't sell a lesser detailed map. Oh, so you're saying it's a shitty map. <laughs> it's not shitty. It's still a good map. Someone I, wrote all over they, it. <laughs> that, that's why nobody. That's why it's only worth six. That's why the value went down. It, it actually said that it was seven. a highly detailed map. <laughs> it was a highly de yeah. It was a highly detailed map. But it was also map. packed into. Right. But somebody wrote all over it. Book bag yeah, covered in stone. Down, so. Piece. Probably not in the best of shape. <laughs> Whetstones. <laughs> it's, it's, press digitation. It's dry. Done. <laughs> it's, it's clean. It's dry and ironed. And clean. It's fine. <laughs> um, so we sell everything. There we got 25 gold. Uh, well, and then... Is it 25? Oh, 22. Where'd you get 25? Because 30 silver is 3 gold. Oh, you're right. Yes, 25 gold. Yes, sorry. So, 25 gold pieces. Uh, let's do that. Alright. So, 25 divided by 4 would be 6 gold pieces and 2 silver pieces and 5 copper pieces. I, I don't mind pooling the, the money if we, uh, you know, but I, I think, uh, do we want me to get a healer's kit? How much is a healer's kit? Five. I mean, we could split believe, it. And I'll just buy one. I believe Valiant has a healer's kit. Hey, what did we? What did we get? Rizzo also has a healer's it. kit. I wish I could go back and listen. Didn't we get? Didn't we get gold from the circus? Yeah, five. Oh, yeah. that's not even on my sheet for some reason. That's because like, I have not spent the, it, so I don't know where it that's went. That's because the circus has its own gold pool. No, 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 I meant we were given extra. We were yeah, going out there. You were. Yeah. Oh, were we? And that was five gold pieces, Jeremy? Was it five total or was it five apiece? Five apiece. Okay. Yeah, that wasn't on my sheet at all. There we go. Because I only had one gold piece on here still. Um. So I'll just take five from the 25 and put it towards the healer's kit, and then I've got essentially my five on my own and I'm good the last thing um, we should probably decide who's carrying what of the remaining uh, gear so we had the lesser bravos brew, brew who wants to carry that Doesn't matter. fear saves I'm pretty sure 
I think and then it was like a bonus against fear effects or something. Right. Yeah. Um, what do you guys want it? Sure, I will hold on to it. Okay. Um, I would like to hold on to the ever-burning torch. Okay. Unless there's any objections. Okay. Um, the pick. The low-grade cold iron pick. You're not never close enough to hit anybody with anything. I would prefer to not be. If I am, I'm going to run away. <laughs> <laughs> That's my, my first move action will be to move away. And then try something from range. I can absolutely hold on to that as something. <laughs> the only thing similar to a melee class we currently have. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that then, the, the, the cleric is a is a warforge, so he's kind of oh he's about as much yeah, of a frontline guy. Yeah, he has as his uh, trident. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, well that's between you guys because I'm I don't want it because that imply I'll carry the staff. That'll be fun. Is it just a normal like quarter staff or something, Jeremy? Yeah, it's a club. Okay. I don't. I have one of those it. I'm currently not using as well. I don't plan on using it, but if I do, I'm going to add it in just in case. Staff. Um, I think it requires strength to hit with, <laughs> if I remember. Yeah. It's not uh, agile or whatever. I'm pretty sure it's not. Club, yeah. What is the, what's the damage on a club? Six, 1d6. Okay. Uh, bludgeoning. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. I think that's it. Uh, simple. Cool. Alright, that's all I needed. I'm good. Well, should we proceed to the orchard then? Yes, I'm loading up on apples. I cannot wait. Yes, I will be eating a pair of them. Right, Valiant. <laughs> I, I don't think they have any pears. I believe it's just apples. The gentleman said pair of apples. I will be Comes. eating them two at a time and getting them lodged right here in my jowls. You'll be... You'll be double fisting them? That's right, my lady. Alright, so we're heading to the orchard? Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say your party order is? Um, in the back. Dick in the front. Yep. Um, so the <laughs> other two in the middle. So nobody else thinks uh, dick in the front's funny. <laughs> 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 I'll be the oh, immature no, one. I don't that's care. Totally funny. Funny. I'm I just going to let it go. I'll still be the juvenile in the group. I don't care, but I'm not going to let that not be acknowledged. <laughs> You're not going to let us just gloss it over? Just just gloss right past that dick in, in the yeah. front? I mean, he also did specifically like say he wanted to make sure we, we stayed open and we weren't boxed in. So there could have been a dick in the box joke there, but... <laughs> it's, 
is Valiant going first or is uh, Rizzo going first? I mean, as Between melee, Valiant should probably be closer to the front. And Rizzo towards the rear with more ranged shit. That's what I'm assuming. That would that's the the order I would recommend. But then we're probably right. gonna get attacked from behind. Well, I believe anyway. that the way it would go is Dick up front. I would say probably directly after him would be Valiant, as he would walk uh, in front of Milady to defend her. And then Rizzo, being the older gentleman in the group, would bring up the rear. Uh, I'm fine with that. I'm cool with that. Okay. Wait, how old is Rizzo? He's like 90 for a rat, right? So he's like 18. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely got some gray patches in his fur. Now, no. Since you guys are traveling, what are your down? What are your um, exploration mode? Uh, detecting Sneak. magic. Detect okay. magic. Both Rizzo and Dick. Valiant will be stealthing. Okay. I am also stealth, and since it's daylight, there are no torches. Right. Luckily, luckily there's no torches. Alright. Those of you that are stealthing, give me your modifiers. Nope, sorry. Plus nine. Plus nine for your stealth. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. For Rizzo, it is a seven. And for the cleric, it is a one. But with him being unseen lizard folk, he gets a plus two to that. Unseen okay. lizard folk. Yes, nice. it gives him uh, the ability to change his skin color to better camouflage. Amelia. By the way, I'm definitely trying to use the slower version, Jeremy. Uh, the one where it's like, you must be traveling 150 feet per minute to detect magic auras before the party moves into them. That's the option I would like to use. Yeah, it, the, of course. Yeah, that one is like you're traveling on a boat or some shit like that. You. If you're traveling at, at walking speed, you're there's no way you're gonna make 300 feet per minute. I'm just saying, okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> you don't think so? You don't think I could walk 300 feet in a minute? No, princess. I mean, you can go 75 feet in a round, right? So oh. 75 times 10, that'd be 750, right? Oh yeah. All right. That's fair. But you're going half speed, so. Right, which would be the 300 feet per minute. But I'm saying we're going like the one-third speed, basically. So that... I'll just detect magic the whole way. Okay. Is I can't even remember. 30 or 60? 60? What? Detect magic range. Here's the thing. It just says you have no chance of accidentally overlooking a magic aura. That's all it says. Right. Right, right, right. So... I don't know. 
I believe it is 30 or 60. Hold on. Those are the two options. Okay. That's the activity. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are coming through the the orchard. You're coming through the the west side of the orchard and, and you're creeping up. And you mean, but the northern you come up side along of it, right? A, like we're coming in on the north of it? Like right here, Shmah? Northwest Sorry. side. Wait, I'm on a different map. Like, yeah, the northwest corner, like right here. That was basically yeah. Right. So you guys, okay. yeah, you yeah. guys are going. Okay, coming down through. I just make sure. We're and um, okay, right. And you guys get towards the the center of the orchard, and start heading kind of west. And you should be on a map now. Oop, wrong one. Now, Ash. Yeah. You are picking up a magical aura here. Do I get a... Is there a check with that to figure out what the fuck it is? Hold on. Let's see. You see no information beyond the presence or absence of magic. You can choose to ignore the magic you're fully aware of, uh, such as magic items, yada yada. Uh, you detect illusion magic only if the magic blah blah blah. Okay, so it's basically just I know it's magic is all. Yeah. So there's mm-hmm. a magical order coming from right here. What seems like underneath the log. Dick. I'm uh, picking up a magical aura from underneath the log. Magic, you say? Okay. Underneath the log. In an orchard? Seems out of place. I mean, perhaps it's a magic apple. Who knows? This seems like a relatively small battle map. So, I imagine... Um... (laughs) If there was going to be an encounter, we'd probably be somewhere centered in the center of it. Everybody else still on a black screen, or just me? Uh, you might be the only one on a black screen. Are magic apples anything like magic mushrooms? Um, potentially. Valiant. (laughs) Aha! They might be. Alright, Dick will simply walk to the beginning of the log and peer across to see what he can see across the way. Cool, stop there. Oh, god damn it. It might be a trap. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> Dick's going limp again. Oh, god damn it. So, roll for initiative? Ash, roll for initiative. Everyone else I rolled for. <laughs> I rolled like poop. I rolled a three. Four total of seven. So, from the north side of this large ditch. Uh, how far down in the f- ditch? To the north? How far down in, like it's a ditch, how far down does it go? Oh, they're, it's they're like a, five feet. Okay, so they're five feet below us. Yeah. So... Will a juvenile boar be able to simply move out of that ditch? Yes. It's it, it's like a, a sloped slides. It's not straight sheer cliff, so they gotcha. can... Oh. Sorry, sorry. Let me change the music. 
G7. Is this 2 0 0, Jeremy? It is 2 0 0. Gotcha. If you like pina coladas. <laughs> Dick, does a 16 hit you? Nope. All right. Suck it, pig. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>